Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Come to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a show dedicated to bringing stories of people who have been in hopeless situations and have been able to turn their lives completely around because they never gave up and they hung on to that thread of hope. And consequently, we have guests who have phenomenal stories where they never should have made it whether it was a physical thing or a financial problem or something in education or abuse, any number of things. And the stories are always incredible. The stories always share a story of hopelessness turned to hope. And the purpose is just that, so that if you or know someone who may be in a hopeless situation, can be encouraged to turn that situation around into one of hope. And so I'm always excited to hear the stories that my guests have. Never Ever Give Up Hope is now in over 120 countries. And Russia and Iran are two of the top three countries that this broadcast is listened in. And it just shows me that it doesn't matter where we are in the globe, we are looking for hope. And I thank you, my listeners, for your support and your comments and your interaction. Thank you so much. With me today, I am so excited to have Julio Caba. We've been trying to do this interview for a while and it seemed to have some glitches. Even this morning there was a glitch, but we are so glad that Julio and I finally got together because his story is one that many of you will relate with and also we will applaud Julio together as an audience today for where he was then and where he is now. Julio is an author, a PhD student, and a business owner. He was raised in one of the roughest streets in New York. Julio is an author, a PhD student, and a business owner. He was raised in one of the roughest streets in New York. And he attended the worst schools. I know we've heard these stories before, but this is a story of triumph. Eventually, Julio dropped out of school. And drugs and crime were a way of life for him. Julio is going to share with us today not only his story, but how we can follow our dreams and have an amazing life, even if we've made bad choices, whether we were young or even bad choices recently. This is what Julio is going to share. So Julio, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. 
So let's start with, when you were growing up, Julio, did you dream of a better life? Like you said, you were living on the streets, you were going to terrible schools, or did you, were you of the mindset that this is as good as it's going to get? What were you thinking back in the early days of your life? Well, I've, I've always been a dreamer, so, so I was always dreaming. I knew I didn't belong in that situation, um, but I, I really didn't see an escape. And it's funny, when you are in that situation, uh, you don't really see the difference. That's yeah. the world. That's the world you live in. You don't, right. you don't see anything outside of that. Uh, but I, I didn't know something was off. I knew I wanted more. Um, I just didn't know how to get it. Let's talk about how that happened. <laughs> when I went to um, uh, high school, it, it was the teachers would constantly tell us how st- statistically we would either be in debt or in jail by the time we reach 18 because of where we came from. That's a good positive input, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> so I, I, I believed it, you know. I, be, I believed it to be true. You know, these, these are what my leaders are telling me. And um, I dropped out of high school. I said, well, what am I doing this for? You know, everybody else is dropping out. And, and that's when I made that decision. And then you fathered three children by the time you were 18 years old. Correct. Yes, I, I, had, I had my first child at 16. Um, and then by the time I was 18, I had three. Uh, it was It was tough. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a child myself. Uh, I dropped out of high school. Uh, no job opportunities. Wasn't sure what was going on with life at that point. Did you? Were you a part of the fathering of the children? Yes. In fact, uh, 100%. Uh, wow. Me and my mother were having a lot of issues, and, um, and she wasn't paying much attention to these kids, so I stepped in. In fact, by the time I reached 21, she left me and the children. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yes. My hat is off to you for that. So you had to know then at that point that your life is going to be taking a different turn. Definitely. definitely. And you weren't just living your own life anymore. Oh, tell us a little bit about the emotions that was around that. Well, I felt very hopeless because how, you know, I didn't know how to raise kids. I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I knew how to play with them. You know, I know I loved them. I just, you know, I... I put them in a situation. I felt very guilty because I put them in a situation where we're just uh, reliving the cycle again. I I knew the decisions I would make now was going to affect their future. And and that stressed me out. That that got me really worried. Um, And I even went to a point where I just wanted to end it all. I thought the best thing for these kids were for me was for me to check out of this world. And before that, were you not in an abusive situation? Yes, uh, okay, the, so. the the mother of my children was, was abusive, um, which drove me to alcohol, but I couldn't leave. You know, I had nowhere to go. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't want to leave my kids behind. It was very difficult. Uh, it was a difficult life with her. And you're still very young yourself. <laughs> well, when, when, when I was going through the abusive, it was probably from 17 on. As soon as we had the first child, my, my, my son, Justin. Um, it started taking a different twist than what it started out as. Um, and the relationship was abusive, very abusive. That's very interesting. And yet you still hung on to those kids and knowing that you were their, their thread of hope. I had to. It wasn't their choice. They, you know, this was a choice I made. But then you said you came to a place where you felt it was good for them for you to be out of the picture. Explain that to us. Okay, well, one day we, we lost our home. We were homeless on the street. And I, I went to a hotel. It was a five-story hotel. And I gave them an old bank card. 
And those were the days when they trusted you. I told them, you know, I, I don't, I'm here visiting. I don't want you to take it out of the card. In two weeks, I will pay it cash. So that gave us a home for two weeks. Okay. Uh, on the day that I knew the, this, these two weeks were over, I came up with a great idea. I thought, you know, I, I'm just bringing these kids down with me. Uh, they're they're going to have a terrible life with me. So I wanted to check out. I went to the balcony and my thoughts were to jump, you know, and just finish this. That way, you know, the, the someone could take these kids and, and give them a better life because I knew I couldn't. But that day was a, a big day for me. That was the day that, that changed my whole life, my whole life. So you are actually on the balcony when you're thinking about this? Oh, yes. I was counting down. I, I had it in my head uh, how good this was. It, it's just funny. Now I would never think of, of, a, of a suicidal thought wouldn't even come into my thoughts but at that point it just felt like the right thing to do it felt like such a great idea so i actually got on the balcony and i looked down and it was gonna happen this was the time that i was gonna in my in my mind this is was how i was going to fix the life of these children and then i started to count down um because you know one of the things that that this shocked me is i found that i was scared of heights so as I was looking down, I, I counted down and, and my daughter, which her name is Destiny for some reason, and, and I was going to jump and she woke up and she asked me what I was doing and it hit me. Oh, my it word. My how, old was, how old was she at the time? She was two years old. Oh, my goodness. So she had no idea what was going on. She just, you know, it was just coincidental that she woke up. And I don't know, I feel like that, that's when I found my purpose. That's when I found out who I was, what I was here to do. It wasn't over. You see, because I thought, I was so sure that I was alone in life. But here, here were three children, three little lives that were depending on me, that, that loved me no matter what, was, what, what we were going through, and were waiting for me to fix this. And that's when I found my purpose. And how old were the other two? Well, they're twin daughters, so two of them were the, the two years old, and then my boy was three. Wow. And here you are, a kid yourself, right? Yes, yes, not knowing what to do, no education, uh, no job opportunities, alone, alone. So when you made that decision at that moment, were you able to then change your way of thinking and trying to come up with a solution, or were you just happy that you made that decision and you didn't know what you were going to do oh no my per- my perspective changed completely the way i saw life because again I, I i understood now what what i was put on this planet for i understood that i needed to help these kids get through this life and and i committed to it so i didn't have a plan because i was still you know uh-huh, just, uh-huh. i didn't have a plan i still didn't know how i was gonna do it but i knew i was going to do it I knew that I had to change and I had to do something different. And that's what I committed to every single day after that. Were you able to pay your bill? No, they did (laughs) kick us out. (laughs) They did kick us out. You know, they were nice enough to allow us to grab our stuff and, and, and get out of the hotel. It was still a change of perspective for me. instead, Instead of saying, instead of thinking, Oh, we don't have a place to go. Oh, we got kicked out. For me, it was, oh, there's a reason I'm supposed to leave this place. 
maybe this was not the place I was supposed to be. And and I always found something after that. I, I, I found somewhere to stay every day. You know, it just got better and better and better. And, and, and hope was alive. As with all my guests, if there comes a time where there is an attitude shift, and that's what it was for you. Yes. You changed from a poor me attitude to what am I going to do to help these kids? What am I going to do to change my life? And looking at the future rather than the past. And that's not easy to do. And I think we're caught in that trap regularly many of us when things you know get really rough and you're like what am i what can i do you know there there is no hope but changing your perspective and saying wait a minute there is hope there is something i can do i just have to figure out what that is so what did you do well from there i decided i would go one of the biggest issues i had with working uh was of course i had no daycare and i couldn't afford daycare and I couldn't get a job without the daycare. So oh, I was stuck goodness, in, the, right? in the middle. Yeah, I, I didn't know. So I just, I started going on a trend, just go for it and just just do it like you believe in it. So I went to a job. I remember it was an auto, uh, an auto dealership. It was a new dealership. I went to the manager and I said, you know, I'm looking for a job. You know, I interviewed with him. He loved me. You know, he said, you're going to do good. You're going to do great here. And I said, OK, but we have one problem. <laughs> he said yes what's the problem i told them well i have three kids i have no babysitters for so they have to come to work to me with me <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not this gentleman which he changed the you know you have people that come into your life and you don't know it at the moment how they're changing your life yes but they they give you that that edge they give you what you needed and he did he said you know what there's something in you and i'm going to give you the shot bring you bring your kids in and I would bring them in and sit them in the corner with toys. And, and believe it or not, while I went with customers, he would go play with them. Oh, and we, my word. And, and amazing. It is. It is. And two weeks later, I made really good money. I found the skill that I was good at, which was selling vehicles. Oh. And he was happy. I got the babysitting. But it, it wasn't over. I wasn't satisfied with just getting a job where I can make money now. I needed to think into the future. I needed to make sure this never happens again. So I looked into these kids' eyes and, and I promised them that it wouldn't happen again. I promised them. And to uh, this day, I, I have not gave up on that promise. So I went back to school. Really? I got my GED. Then I went back and got my, my bachelor's degree in business, my master's degree, and, and I'm a few months away from finishing my PhD in industrial organizational psychology. Are you kidding? No. What an amazing <laughs> story. Wow, that's quite a shift. Yes. That's that, amazing. And how old are your kids now? Now they're 18 and 19. And I have a little baby, a uh, seven-year-old as well. Aw. You, my... like, you sound like a great daddy. Oh, that's all. That's what I live for. <laughs> that's my purpose. That's <laughs> I love amazing. So... That is amazing. All right. What else can you share with us about that time in your life? That made a difference. If looking back at it now, I would have to say is that I found the perfect cheerleader. My wife now of uh, fifteen years, she stood by me even when she didn't have to. She t- just just the support of telling me that I can do it and I can move forward. That helped me. That's all of I needed. Of course, yes. that's all I needed. Somebody to believe in you. Definitely, definitely. Which I did, coming from where we where I came from, that wasn't normal. 
So that was even hard. As 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 every time she would believe in me, I would get a little upset. What are you looking for? What do you need out of me? But she needed nothing. She wanted me to succeed. Mm. That's all she wanted, and I fell in love with her, and, and we've been together ever since. Let's talk about that in relation to other people. What can you share about doing that yourself, about being a cheerleader? Because obviously you are one, and you have probably learned a lot about that. So when you see somebody who is down and out, or what, what advice, what um, encouragement can you give to those people who are wanting to be a cheerleader? What should they say? What should they not say? What are your thoughts? Well, they should—they should, they definitely should stay positive and believe in themselves. Once you believe in yourself, the world is, is yours. <laughs> Nothing can stop you once you believe in yourself. Not letting any, any negativity come into, in, into what you're doing. You control your life. Expound a little on that because I know that it is not necessarily easy. You know, people have to change their their thought life, their patterns, their perspective. Um, What are your tips or your tools to doing that and to seeing not only yourself in a different light, but also how you can help others? What are you doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Start pointing the finger at yourself and start telling what what are you doing wrong? What can you change right now? What is the smallest thing you can change? Because change is a it's progress. Start with something small. What can you change? What can you change? Can you change the way you see a certain situation? See, for me, I thought it was the world's fault that I'm sitting here homeless with three kids. Good point. But I was wrong. It was my fault. I made the decision. I I went through that path. And now that path is going to make me stronger. Instead of dwelling on your past, use your past to strengthen you. And that's what I did. And learn from it. Just Definitely. As you, just like you told your children, I don't want to ever put you in that position again. Definitely. Now that they are older, and I'm sure they wouldn't remember because they were too young, but you have probably instilled some incredible self-help tips for them. Is there anything that you can share about what we as parents can do for our children to make sure that they have the right perspective? Let them be themselves, believe it or not. Let them, let them discover who they are. Don't, it, you know, as parents, it's so easy for us to just, uh, you do this, you do that, you know, but, but they're, they're living in a different world today, right? With different yes. problems, uh, different uh, motivators. The world is faster than it ever was when we were growing up. Yeah. So let them discover themselves. Your, your job, well, my, this is the way I feel, my job was to be there for them and support them when they tell me, I want to be an artist tomorrow. Or they change their mind in two days, which how many times do we change our minds when we're young? And, yes. and just, just support what they're doing. Let them be themselves. Because when you're the best, you, when you're the best you can be, everything's limitless. So let's go way back to when you were growing up and the negative environment that you were in. What do you think was the reason why you had a different attitude and was able, you know, you you were bombarded even from your teachers, you know, the authority that you're going to amount to nothing. What was instilled in you as as a child? Was there anything? Parents. My parents kept telling me that I will be somebody. They, 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 
they they made sure I didn't see. I mean, I knew we were very poor. I knew we were go, we were going through extreme situations, but they would still make sure I I don't get involved with that. When the lights would get turned off, they would tell me it's the city that's turned off. Let's let's light some candles and let's uh, have some fun. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I never understood how bad it was until you know I started getting older and I started getting into high school and seeing when people had nice clothes on and I didn't. You know, so yes. Parenting is, you know, it, it's a great force in, in in making sure these kids come out on on the other end the right way. It's unconditional love. Definitely, definitely, Parent, love you know, is everything. That's right. So tell us about what you're doing now. Well, I just finished my book, uh, Tales of an Underdog. Okay, um, talk about that. Tell us about. Yes, your book. I, I'm so proud of it. Uh, it was hard because it was a, a therapy session. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes. I, it was it was talking about more in detail all my situations, all the problems that I've been through, and I discovered a lot while while writing it. You know, I I got to see who I was and what I've become now, and and what what has made me successful now. Um, it's it I it's all about love, passion, and purpose, and those are the three words that made me who I am today. Once you find your purpose, you commit to it, and and nothing could go wrong. So share a little bit more that um about your book. It goes back. It goes way back into uh, uh, living living uh, in in that bad environment. There's some stories there, like one with um, with a, a bum named uh, Cuba that was known by the whole block, and and then the situations we went through with him, and dealing with drug dealers, and 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 talking to one person today and finding out they're dead tomorrow. You know, it, it was yes. All those little stories are in there, and then the stage when I went. When I realized that I, 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 I can do something better with myself. Have you gone back? Like, do you have, have any uh, feeling of obligation or a sense to, or desire to want to help people in that position? Or have you have yes. you been? Okay, so tell us what you're doing. Well, now I, with my wife, we opened uh, Change MFCR, which is a mental health uh, counseling. And we make it very. Our goal is to make it affordable for every, everyone. So we throw. We we do a lot of free programs. We we um we do a lot of free seminar parenting seminars, and we, that's the way we're giving back to the community. But I am dying to go back to to Washington Heights. I hear it's a different place now. But I yes, I would love to go back there and and meet some of the people from before. And we just right now that's my mission. My mission is to help people with this story. Because I know, I know we all go through something, right? I mean, we're always—it's mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And and I just want to show that it is possible to go from negative to positive. You know, it's very possible. It's obtainable. It's it's there. We just have to believe in ourselves. What you will see in the future is what's the word I'm looking for? The the fruit of your labor, so to speak. Because even if you don't see it now, when you have the kind of passion that you have and together with your wife have taken it upon yourself to help people, it might be yours before you really see the fruit of those efforts. But you will see it. And it is going to bless your socks off, as they say, you know, because you will realize that if you can help one person because of where you've been, you've you've completed your goal definitely and if definitely. you can help more than one person well that, that's just <laughs> gravy right <laughs> definitely and i'm sure that there are times in your life and what you're doing now that there is discouragement 
And there has to be because we're human and we think, is this ever going to really take off? And am I ever going to really make an impact, etc.? So how do you cope with that when that happens? I keep going back to my roots and back to where I was at that point in my life. Um, I realized, look at where I, where I am now, you know, so, you know, it, it might take time. I might, I just have to be patient, but you have to keep pushing because it comes. You just have to keep pushing. And where do you get your motivation or where do you suggest people get their motivation if they have trouble having it themselves to keep from the, pushing? From the simplest things. Me, when I'm down, I, I take my seven-year-old and sit down and play with her dollhouse. And I, I, I'm, I'm re-motivated. I'm ready to go. Because you just have to remember that you got to appreciate the little things. Good, good. The, the small things. And that's, that's something that we forget, you know, in this crazy life. We forget about the little things that we have accomplished. And, and that's what helps me keep moving. Now, your book is your story. Is it also a self-help book? Yes, it does have some food for thoughts in there. Um, it also has uh, uh, a chapter with my wife saying how sh- her perspective on what I was going through, what made her stick around. Um, and and it just, I, I really think the story would help someone that's going through something similar okay. or through any any problem just to see that that you can go from, from that side to the other side if you just keep pushing. And what are your plans as uh, when you get your degree? Well, that I, I currently I do um, I do have a, a, a business consulting in companies in small companies helping them start up. So th- I kind of want to integrate that into our our mental health program uh, to help employees inside the the work environment because we work most of the day, right? I mean, that's we're, we're almost all the time at work. So, you know, making people feel good in their work environment. Now, when you say mental health program, first of all, is this in the like the ghettos or um, is, is it like a clinic? What is explain it's a, that to it, us? It's an in-home. It's an outpatient in-home. She, she, okay. She's an actual she's a, a LMFT. So she, she actually goes into the home and helps people. Um, we do have an office here in Altamont, but. You know, most people uh, that use our programs are not able to get to us, so we do go to them. Anything else you want to share? I also do some public speaking. And what, do you, what do you share when you public? My story, and okay. it's, it's, it's been with uh, a lot of corporate functions. That's kind of where I've been, and, and I share my story, and, and I'll, I'll, I use the manager that helped me, that gave me that opportunity to show the relationship you have at work with these <laughs> managers, <laughs> believe it or not, you know what I mean? Yes. And, 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 it, and it helps them because, you know, sometimes there are odds with their managers, and, and it helps them see the difference they can make in each other's lives if they really pay attention to that relationship. So you were one of the first people to start the Bring Your Kid to Work program. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, the other that that happened not what was uh, I think a week ago, right? Was bring bring your your kid to work, and I'm and it made me think. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, I made the day. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing it before you guys started. Oh, yes. that's that's so cool. And and your kids, what are, what are their aspirations? Just curious. One of them, uh, one of them wants to be a pediatrician, and she's in college now. Uh, the other one wants to be a geneticist, and uh, my the daughter Destiny, the one that woke me up that day 
from from this the situation wants to be a therapist isn't that amazing their lives were definitely affected by what you went through too even though like you said they were very young but they they have an understanding that's amazing i'm i really appreciate that so you are available for, of course, um, speaking engagements, which we definitely. will definitely put that up. And and I appreciate your passion. It comes through loud and clear. There is absolutely no doubt. Your story is one of encouragement, which, you know, we don't have to be that down and out to to get something out of a story like this or to read a book such as yours because we all have our moments and and our situations are all relative to what we may personally be going through and so i encourage my listeners to pick up a copy of your book and um even if it will not only encourage you but then pass it on to encourage someone else so that would be my call to action do you agree? Is there anything you want to add to that? Oh yes, no, I, I totally agree with you. You're totally right on that. Um, and and just be nice to. I mean, just just be positive to everybody around you. you. Never know what they're going through. You never know their situation. You might just make their day. And what the world is like now. That message oh, has definitely. to come through definitely. loud and clear. And we just, you know, we're seeing it more all the time. And it's disheartening. But we can change it one person at a time. Definitely. And so it's people like you that do that. And I thank you. I thank you, Julio, for everything you shared today and look forward to hearing a good report. And we will stay in contact. And who knows, maybe in a year from now, you'll have even um, another book out or something more to change and we can have you back for another interview. Thank you so So much. I thank you, Julio, for your time and for what you are doing, for making a difference. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.